You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, Georgia wide receiver Eric Gilbert dealing with some personal issues and not practicing. Will Gilbert still suit up for the Bulldogs this year? We'll discuss that with Brandon Adams of Dog Nation Daily. And a busy weekend with fall camp. Many SEC schools going through game-like scrimmages. We'll give you some takeaways around the conference. And plenty of quarterback battles going on around the SEC. Kentucky, one of the first to name a starting quarterback this past weekend. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of the show as soon as it comes out each and every day. Also want to remind you, if you have fantasy football questions you need answered before your upcoming draft, don't miss Locked on Fantasy Live this Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Our fantasy experts will be answering your fantasy questions. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. Well, Kentucky's quarterback competition is over as head coach Mark Stoops announced yesterday that Penn State transfer Will Levis has won the starting job. With that being said, uh, I did inform them that we were uh, naming Will uh, the starting quarterback and that um, we were going to move on and, uh, and, and, you know, rotate the other two. The other two Stoops references there are now backup quarterbacks Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood. However, Stoops went on to announce that Gatewood has now entered the transfer portal and will not practice with the team while he decides where he is going to transfer to. If you recall, Gatewood began his career at Auburn before losing the battle to Bo Nix and transferring into Kentucky. Now he is on the move again. As for Will Levis, he now has the keys to the Liam Cohen offense. He's six foot three, 222 pounds does have a running ability as well as a decent arm. So we'll see what Levis can do this year to help the Wildcats. Over at Auburn, head coach Brian Harson knows that Bo Nix is the quarterback and leader of his offense, but could we see multiple quarterbacks play for Auburn this season? Here was Brian Harson asked about that idea. A lot of fans are wondering what this Brian Harson offense is going to look like. Is there an opportunity where you would have two quarterbacks playing on September 4th, and, or are you kind of sticking to one guy by the end of this with the depth chart? Yeah, well, come September 4th, that's I've done that before, so that that's not out of uh, possibilities. Uh, and let's be clear, um, you know, that's not what we're working towards right now. I mean, right now we're, we're developing each quarterback to go out there and play the position and be the quarterback. Um, I've used multiple quarterbacks for situational things um, and because guys deserve to play at that position. I've I've coached some good players, uh, starters and backups. Over at Alabama, Nick Saban talked about his first scrimmage over the weekend, said it was a good one. I would say that um, for a first scrimmage, uh, there was a lot of good hitting out there. Uh, There was a lot of good things out there and there was a lot of mistakes, but that's, that's probably... You know, what you expect in a first scrimmage, especially for young players. Uh, we did have some of the young players who, you know, made some plays out there today, which I think is, you know, real positive for them. You know, all in all, uh, we know we have a lot of work to do uh, to improve as a team, and we're going to continue to do that. That's why we got to practice. And I think the players have to be very committed to, um, you know, sort of a relentless standard of excellence that uh, this team wants to aspire to. Saban also said quarterback Bryce Young had a good practice, but said the rest of the guys around him need to step up, including the offensive line and receivers. 
over at Georgia, head coach Kirby Smart talked about the absence of one of his big transfers, former tight end turned wide receiver Eric Gilbert. Yeah, Eric's we're dealing with some personal issues, and uh, you know we, we 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 love him. We're thinking about him. We're, we're, we're trying to help him. Uh, I think you know when you think about a medical staff like Ron Corson has, uh, he has so much experience. Uh, in dealing with these issues, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him right now as he deals with those personal issues, and we hope to get him back soon. More on that discussion in a little bit. Over at Arkansas, Athletic Director Hunter Juracek was on the sidelines at fall camp on Saturday night and was knocked down by a player running out of bounds and took a cleat to the face, causing a bleeding injury on his face. Juracek shared the video on Twitter and a picture and said he was indeed injured at the scrimmage and not on a motorcycle presumably a jab at former head coach Bobby Petrino. Over at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher said that center Luke Matthews is back at practice after sustaining a small injury. He also noted freshman receiver Damon Demas is processing in his recovery, as well as tight end Baylor Cup. Their quarterback competition rolls on. Over at LSU, head coach Ed Ogeron appears very high on freshman wide receiver Brian Thomas. He's a four-star who was also the number four recruit from the state of Louisiana. Ogeron said Thomas is already proving hard to cover in one-on-ones and says he thinks Brian Thomas will be one of the great receivers they have had at LSU. Ogeron also raved about freshman quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer, who threw three touchdowns in Saturday night's scrimmage. Over at Mississippi State, their quarterback battle rages on between Will Rogers and Chance Lovertich. Going by the stats, they came out over the weekend in their scrimmage. Lovertich was 19 of 30 for 152 yards and a touchdown. Still no sign of Jack Abraham out there. Uh, Southern Miss transfer, but Chance Lovertich from South Alabama, a lot of people believe, can win that Bulldogs starting quarterback job. Over at South Carolina, Shane Beamer gave an update on his stud running back, Kevin Harris, saying he hopes to get him out there this week at practice. Said he looks good, feels good, but he will obviously defer to the doctors. He also said nothing has changed in the expectation that Harris will be a go for the season opener. And lastly, Mizzou flipped a 2022 recruit, a three-star linebacker out of North Carolina named Xavier Simmons, who initially committed to Virginia Tech. Now Simmons tweeted over the weekend he has flipped his commitment to Mizzou and Eli Drinkwitz. So a big pickup there for the Tigers. When we return, will Eric Gilbert suit up for the Bulldogs this season? We'll discuss it with Brandon Adams of Dog Nation Daily. We are counting down the days until the SEC football season starts. That means we're getting back outside to tailgating, getting back on campus, firing up that grill. And what does that mean? We're about to enter the dog days of summer, the start of college football, where it is hot and it gets really hot and you start sweating a lot. And there is a product out there that you need to know about. It is doctor created, doctor recommended, works for you up to seven days per use. It is sweat block wipes. What they are is... Basically, wipes that uh, eliminate your sweating problems. They are your little secret to confidence. You can wear what you want to wear. It is a must for everybody's toiletry bag out there, whether it's a big presentation, a hot date, whatever it is, everyone can benefit. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, uh, take a shower and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds maybe too good to be true, but you have to try them today. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one's going to hide your sweat better. Believe me, you do it uh, every 
college football season during tailgate season. And, uh, you know, if you're like me, you're bringing an extra change of shirt, whatever, don't have to do that anymore with Sweatblock. If you or someone you know is dealing with this, you have to go check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can also find them at Amazon and CVS, but go right to their website, sweatblock.com. Get 20% off when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and one of the biggest stories of the weekend. Of course, all SEC teams going through their fall camp, and have had some injuries along the way, but uh, one of the big stories came out over the weekend was over at Georgia as uh, one of the big off-season additions for the Bulldogs, absent from practice, and over the weekend, Kirby Smart saying that uh, Eric Gilbert dealing with some personal issues, not practicing practicing at the moment joining us now to talk all about that is our buddy brandon adams host of dog nation daily you can check it out dognation.com brandon what's going on man i'm doing well hope you were enjoying these final couple days of summer before the season's here although i guess when you practice and stuff taking place the season is essentially here now yeah as much as i enjoy watching some of the sec rookies and preseason games brandon i'm i'm ready to get the uh, actual football season going if you know what i mean you know it's uh yeah it's no, a- <laughs> I, i'm right there with you on that right there with you on that well let's talk about it when you saw the uh, statement from kirby smart where he said our thoughts and prayers are with uh eric gilbert as as uh he deals with some personal issues we hope to get him back soon what did you make of those comments overall well, I think most Georgia fans are going to echo what Smart says, obviously, in the personal part of this, that if Gilbert's going through something, it sounds like he is, then you, know, you can't help but have sympathy for him and, and hope that, that he feels better soon, gets you know gets a new perspective, whatever it is that he needs. You hope that he's able to get that. And yet also, you know, the kinds of people that would listen to us have this conversation are football fans. So they're curious about how something like this impacts the football team. And I think for a lot of Georgia fans, there was probably um, – kind of a sense of dread around this because there have been like some weird rumors and this time of year there's always that kind of thing going on but there's been you know a lot of rumor mill type stuff message board type stuff that something wasn't quite right with Gilbert going into the weekend and then there were some donors that had a chance to to see the scrimmage on Saturday that's not something that normally goes on but this happened to be a moment in which some folks were invited behind closed doors to see it and some rumblings had gotten out that that Gilbert wasn't there and you know, you were left to wonder what that was. And then when Smart, you know, kind of left it open-ended as to when he is coming back and certainly not giving a specific reason, like an ankle injury or something more tangible like a medical issue, uh, you know, not giving you something like that, I think, you know, leaves a lot of Georgia fans maybe recalibrating with their level of expectation for Gilbert if he even comes back and plays this year. But, uh, you know, assuming that he does, you may even, you know, recalibrate some of what you think is a possibility for him given the fact that he's, yeah, he's really missing, um, you know, a crucial portion of the preseason calendar right now. Even if he does return, you know, may not quite be what some fans had wanted it to be. There, you mentioned different reactions, and it, there does seem to be two groups of people out there, at least from what I'm seeing on social media, Brandon. And, you know, there is a large contingent of fans saying, look, let's get this kid the help he needs, take as much time as he needs to get himself right, take care of his mental health. And then there's that other group saying, you know, look, he, he quit on LSU before their season ended last year. He's bounced around. He committed to Florida, withdrew from there, ended up at Georgia. What would you say to maybe some of those out there that think the mental health thing is maybe a little bit of an excuse for him? 
Well, I think that in some respect, I think that Gilbert's been treated a little bit unfairly even prior to this because, okay, so he goes to LSU and apparently wasn't happy there. I mean, he's certainly far from the only player who's ever made a, you know, a college decision that later on regretted. Now, you know, should he have not opted out at the end of last season, whatever else, I guess that's not quite really for me to say. But in terms of, you know, going there and end up being a little, ending up a little homesick, I mean, he's, or whatever the situation was, I mean, he's far from the only person, you know, that, that's ever kind of dealt with that. And since then, I think there's been this attempt to kind of attach a narrative to him somehow, some way, when folks thought he was going to Florida, when ultimately he wasn't doing that. And I guess the issue here is, you know, Gilbert, for the most part, hasn't chosen to speak up on his own behalf very much. And so, like, during the recruiting process, you'd have some people say, well, he's cultivating drama and things like that. And I would always kind of say, like, the one thing you can't say is that he's trying to cultivate a bunch of drama because he's the last person in the world that ever seems to want to talk about any of this kind of stuff. So, you know, whatever's going on with him, he's kind of chosen to keep it somewhat private through all of this. And, you know, seemingly he's, I mean, whatever he's dealing with is serious enough to kind of take him away from a sport that I think that he really loves. And so I, I do think it's, you know, somewhat unfair some of the things that have been said about him. But at the same time, you know, uh, this is obviously the SEC. Everybody's got a big spotlight shined on them. And, you know, Gilbert's not necessarily any different in that regard. So I, I guess he'll have a chance to at one point uh, maybe change the narrative by what he's able to do back on the football field uh, when we ever see him again. Uh, opinions could change, obviously, as, as new you know, items come to life and we find out more. But as of as it stands right now, Brandon, with just a couple weeks left till the start of the season, in your opinion, does Eric Gilbert suit up for the Bulldogs this year? Yeah, I would still say that he probably does. I mean, uh, I understand why it doesn't look very good right now, especially given the fact that, you know, Smart, um, you know, was not very, very specific in what he said. And so that opens the door that that wouldn't be the case. But if we're asking just like a best guess, type scenario, I mean, I'm not quite ready to say that's not going to happen as of yet, A, because there's just so much about it that is unknown. But also, I mean, you know, one thing that we can say with some certainty is based on Kirby Smart from SEC Media Days is that Gilbert is academically eligible. At one point in time, that didn't rumor mill that was kind of surrounding uh, Gilbert and Smart kind of put that to rest back in July. And he has, I think, practiced some here even over the course of the last few days, he's been at some UGA practices. At least that's my understanding anyway. So, so you know, it, it's certainly not as if it's a complete impossibility that he's back on the football field at some point in time. Now, if you were to say, do you expect a guy like this to be, uh, you know, a big contributor in a week one scenario against a team like Clemson who Georgia plays to open the year, you know, that seems maybe somewhat less likely just because he's not, you know, participating at least in this very moment. But I'm not quite ready to say this means that he's not going to play for Georgia this season. But I'm also more than happy to tell you that there's way more about this that's unknown than known at the current moment. More with Brandon Adams right after this. Built Bar is still the best tasting protein bar out there. Nine delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about what their favorite is. I tell you guys all the time, Ben Brownie's my favorite. But you got plenty of others out there you might be missing out on, from raspberry to cherry to double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter, butter brownie. There is something for everybody. 
If you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of their nine flavors. Many of them packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Look, the college football season is upon us. You know it's going to be crazy times. Maybe you're getting in a quick workout in the morning before you go out to tailgate all day for game day or going to the game. This is a quick uh, treat you can put in your pocket and take with you throughout the day with Built Bar. If you go order today, you can get the raspberry, the mint brownie, whatever you like at BuiltBar.com. And before you check out, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Season right around the corner. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. Head there right now. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. You got NFL. You got college football. You got futures bets. Over, under, win totals. All of it for you right there at Bet Online, Look, the, the games are starting up in just two weeks, guys. You want to make sure you are registered and ready to go online with your Bet Online account and ready to go for all the action. You want to make some of these games interesting. Let's be honest. That first weekend of college games, the SEC's not playing yet. you got to put some skin in the game if I'm going to get interested in UCLA versus Hawaii, right? BetOnline has got all the games. They've got all the lines. You can bet straight up. You can bet the line, whatever it is, head over to Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Head to their website right now. Do so on your mobile device. You can sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Continue our conversation with Brandon Adams, host of Dog Nation Daily, dognation.com. Uh, congrats, by the way. I think I saw you had 1,500 uh, episodes already. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, time goes by fast, sure. <laughs> we've, uh, we've certainly had a, a, good time, a good time doing it and looking forward to hopefully a couple thousand more here. Uh, to parallel kind of the Eric Gilbert story, special teams coach Scott Cochran. We know he left the team several weeks ago dealing with some mental health issues himself. What's the word on Coach Cochran, and when can we maybe expect him back? Yeah, that's certainly very much in, in doubt right now because he is away from the team. I guess the one difference in the Cochran situation, the Gilbert situation, even though at face value they seem to have some similarities, is that Georgia had a very capable replacement for Cochran ready to go right away. You know, Will Muschamp, obviously a former head coach at two different spots in the SEC, guy who's been around the league for a long time, to be able to slot him in as a special teams coach, an on-field coach replacing Muschamp, excuse me, replacing Cochran, was a pretty nice luxury for Georgia to have. In the case of Gilbert, you know, not to say there aren't a lot of talented weapons, you know, in, in the offense, but you know, there's not an obvious guy that you kind of slot in there and say, well, this guy will get whatever he thought Eric Gilbert was going to get. Now, listen, Gilbert was still going to be a work in progress anyway with this Georgia offense, trying to learn how to play the wide receiver position. I think exclusively was his hope. And so, I mean, he was going to maybe have an acclimation period anyway. But you know, this is a Georgia offense that doesn't quite have another former five-star dynamic playmaker waiting in the wings like what Gilbert looked like. I mean, Gilbert, from a body type standpoint, kind of a – prestige standpoint was a little bit of a of at least a uh, you know resume replacement for a guy like George Pickens who got hurt during the spring and if Gilbert's going to be away for an extended period of time there's not exactly a Will Muschamp type pinch hitter waiting in the wings to step in for him I guess that's the one big difference between those two stories 
Yeah, you, you kind of talked about it, who who steps up in that absence of Gilbert while, while he's gone. I know Adani Mitchell was kind of a star of the spring game. He's a freshman. Is it as simple to say that he could take over that X role opposite Karis Jackson and Jermaine Burton? Well, I think that Adani Mitchell is kind of an interesting story in that he was only a three-star recruit. Listen, we've seen some three-star guys across the country the last few years you know, have great success. Not everybody that's you know scoring a bunch of touchdowns was necessarily a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Mitchell was a very good performer for Georgia during the spring, much quicker than I ever assumed he possibly could. And I really haven't heard much of that slow down with him. It sounds like he was on the field and playing a good bit in a big role in that scrimmage on Saturday. It sounds like he's still doing a pretty good job. So I would say that Georgia, in the person of a 2021, you know, three-star signing, Adonai Mitchell, has probably found itself a receiver they think they can play this year. And that's, you know, certainly good news for UGA. And then beyond that, as I kind of alluded to a moment ago, I, I think it's somewhat unknown if Gilbert was going to be able to play wide receiver full-time anyway. That's what he wanted to do, but there is a chance that he was just going to get better matchup opportunities playing the tight end position. That's what, you know, like Darnell Washington, a player uh, that Georgia fans are hoping for some big things from this year. I mean, we saw that from him near the end of last season, Missouri game in December, bowl game against Cincinnati. You know, as a tight end, especially if you have a quarterback like JT Daniels, who you hope is capable of delivering the football, you just have some matchup advantages that you can really exploit, and Washington really enjoyed that last year. And I think at some point in time, you know, if and when Gilbert's coming back, that's kind of what he'll be doing too, at least you know partially. But uh, in the meantime, at the receiver position, you mentioned Mitchell, Kiaris Jackson, Jermaine Burton, both a little bit banged up right now, but they're expected to be among Georgia's top receivers. And then there's a guy named Marcus Rosemey Jackson, who was a you know four-star signee class of. Uh, of 2020, you know, pretty good-looking uh, prospect all, all the way around, you know, kind of top 10 receiver in the country. Suffered an awful injury in the Florida game a year ago, like really, you know, kind of a free kid on the ankle, and it just, you know, knocked that thing, you know, out of joint. And at the time, it looked pretty serious, but he's really worked his way back into to health here pretty quickly. I would say that if George is going to have that kind of 4-5 wide receiver rotation, I'd say that uh, that Rosemey Jackson is also back and a big part of that, you know, as well. Last thing for you, Brandon. Uh, early returns so far, fall camp. I mean, I think everybody kind of expectations are this is going to be a, a national championship contending team. Is that kind of the vibes you're getting so far through fall camp? I mean, they're certainly obviously ranked up there for a reason. One thing that folks were not Georgia fans ought to keep their eye on, especially gambling, because you know, sometimes this can be a, a, a little bit of a, a point worth paying attention to. Georgia's dealing with an injury at center right now, and you know there's a chance that Warren Erickson, who's expected to be the starter, comes back in a couple of weeks. But uh, as of Saturday during the scrimmage for part of the time, they moved their best offensive lineman, Jamari Salyer, who started for a good bit last season in left tackle. It's probably natural position to look more of a guard, but they played him some at center on Saturday, which gives you an idea of how important that position obviously is. It also gives you an idea of the fact that Georgia's somewhat unsettled there right now. If you're having to take a guy that might be your starting left tackle and putting him at center uh, shows you there's a little bit of a void there right now. So for anybody who's kind of point spread minded, things like that, pay close attention to what's happening for Georgia there at the center position because the Erickson injury, it's to his snapping hand. That's the would-be starting center. Uh, not quite sure as of yet when he's going to come back. It could be soon, but for as long as he's down, that's at least going to – to you know, cause some extra issues for Georgia. You know, Clemson defensive line, one of the best units in the country, and that's who Georgia's played to play the open season. 
Brandon, great stuff as always, man. Uh, remind our listeners uh, where they can find your work. Yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're really pretty much all over the place uh, in every podcast platform there as well. It's Dog Nation Daily every day talking about the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, and so it would be uh, great to have anybody check us out who would like it. Great stuff, man. Thanks so much. It's good to be with you. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I hope you're doing well, and I'll talk to you soon, all right? Doing good. Thanks, man. See you. Bye-bye. All right, that is just about going to do it for us here on Locked on SEC. A reminder to subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Catch us here five days a week talking all things SEC. Our thanks to Brandon Adams from Dog Nation Daily. Join us. Giving us the latest on Eric Gilbert and the Georgia Bulldogs. Quick reminder, betting on the SEC doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Good to do it for us today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.